So if you turn back the clock just a, just a couple of decades, and I know decades, it's a, it's a big word, but follow me here. Turn back the clock a couple decades and you'll find me in the following situation. I'm sitting here at my parents' kitchen table and I'm explaining a bunch of stuff. I'm explaining why I didn't take that path and play professional soccer a few years earlier when I'd had the chance, even though it was a childhood dream, was sitting there at the table explaining to them why I'd bailed on medical school just 18 months earlier and why now I was quitting halfway through a PhD in philosophy, not to mention the fact that I was $100,000 in debt, but that I'd quit all of this stuff. And most recently that journey towards my PhD in philosophy to become a professional photographer. Now, in addition to this being a really tough conversation, this was likely outside of meeting my wife. That is the largest turning point in my entire life. This was the moment where I started walking away courageously from what I thought or what I was told that I quote should do and started committing myself to building the career and life around the thing that I really was interested in. And that was creativity. Now this like conversation at my parents' table, right? It was really a path that I was on. And this path is a path that few people and including me at the time could have predicted. But I know now that I'm so far from the only person who embarks on this winding path towards our ultimate destination. In fact, I think that paths like mine are the new normal. The concept of this linear career, this linear life path, it's basically fiction and almost entirely the exception rather than the rule. Now, as such, uh, nearly all of us are going to then find ourselves at this turning point in our careers or our lives, whether by choice or by circumstance. And while there's rarely easy choices in these situations, I want to share my own personal approach for coming out of this mess of ideas of these parental, these outside sources, the societal inputs on what you should do. I want to give you my own personal approach for coming out on the right side of all these inputs so that you can frame your mind around what you really want to be doing with this one precious life. Now, to be fair, your mileage may vary based on um, where you are in your personal process, but I want to share what's worked for me. So I've boiled it down to a few things, and these three things should be the cornerstones for your success. All right, thing one, you've got to start getting rid of self-limiting thinking. Now, you know, if you just say the words, the words sound easy, right? But when you really dig into it, it could be a pretty challenging idea. If you're anything like me, who at that time in my life was had been programmed for basically, you know, 20-something years around culture and society, my parents, my career counselor, a bunch of people who were around me and love me very much, but they've been programming me, uh, or rather I have been being programmed. That sounds a little bit passive rather than this sort of deceptive, active idea. But the reality is that I think the biggest barriers to so many of us achieving our goals or, you know, the vision that we have for this one precious life, these, these, 
those barriers are largely self-imposed. Now, that is not to, to avoid acknowledging that there are all kinds of different levels of privilege in society. Um, there are still a billion people who do not have access to clean drinking water. So as an example, as, the, as one macro example, and there's a, a thousand others. But I prefer to believe that we, if we aspire to, um, to drive our lives in a way that we want to shape it, that we are possible, that we can change the course of our life. And the truth is we often don't even, it seems, attempt to achieve our goals, especially big life goals, because we're often too afraid to even try. Now, again, this isn't to judge or scold or criticize, but rather to vocalize. I want this idea out there in the world that we have work to do, not just as individuals, but as a culture to illuminate things that are not often recognized. And chief among them is this idea, the self-limiting thinking, how it's subconsciously ingrained in so many of us. The defining characteristic of achievers, uh, by contrast, people like like Richard Branson or Oprah or, or Helen Keller, Michael Jordan or Steven Spielberg. The defining characteristic of people who are achieved and fulfilled like this is largely that they were able to throw off the part of culture that was keeping them down. Yes, of course, there are all kinds of logistical and financial and geographic and other um, obstacles and privileges that we, we can't cover all of those things in this conversation. But if you ask yourself something that's stopping so many people from realizing their goals, the answer is usually going to come down to one thing, and it's fear. Fear that you'll fail, fear that your peers will laugh at you, fear that you'll regret it, even if you miraculously somehow succeed, and on and on and on. This fear, it turns out, is generally toxic as hell, and it's not helpful. After all, this, this fear is no longer saving us from you know, saber-toothed tigers on the horizon, all these prehistoric predators that this biology was evolutionarily programmed into us to do. But how it manifests in most of our brains today is by turning into self-doubt and ultimately things like paralysis through analysis and uh, fear of failure, fear of success, all these concepts that you know well. But the reality is that fear is just an ugly concept that keeps us from our goals. So, you know, go back to this conversation I was having with my parents. When I first thought before that conversation about quitting med school to pursue photography, I had all kinds of these same thoughts, these, these fears, my concerned relatives, um, the ideas that other people held of me. I had all these things racing through my brain. But I also knew that somewhere in there was this little, this creative plutonium, this energy that I had, and also this belief, this knowledge that if I had a game plan, maybe not even the right game plan, but just a game plan that could get me going. If I had that, if I had a lot of hustle, that what I wanted to do with my life was possible. Maybe not even possible, maybe probable, maybe even likely. Of course, this thing was rattled with risk. Come to find out though, the risk is a lot less than we think it is when we first start perceiving of this dream. There's always risk. But by starting to break down this huge goal and the risks associated with it, 
it started to become possible, it started to become not just possible, but doable just by removing piece by piece, a little bit of fear here and a little bit there. And the thing that made it work was I started working. I started rolling up my sleeves and getting to work. All right. That thing one, this ridding of self-limiting thinking is if you haven't written this down yet or typed that a note on your phone or written it in highlighter pink in your brain, you're not ready to move on. Self-limiting belief. Okay. Make a note of it. Thing two, you got to make a plan, right? Making a game plan will be different for everybody. It'll look different. It'll have so many different incarnations, even in your own experience, let alone, you know, all of the different experiences across all the different people who are trying to make game plans to live their one precious life. But if you make a game plan that's going to be unique to you, it's possible. Now, I got to confess that I think so many of these pieces are, are way more universal than we give credit to. Like, you know, the certainly you are your own person living where you're living with the person you're living with or in the situation where you may find yourself at a school or in another job or all those things, they might be different, but some of the core pieces are truly universal. And some of the things that I would like you to do to uh, identify these universals, first, figure out what's actually keeping you from your goals. Aside from the fear that I listed earlier, what is the thing? What is the physical manifestations that are keeping you from your goals? Literally, what are the obstacles? If you removed them, that you would be then all of a sudden standing at your goal. What are those? And how can you find solutions for each of those things? that are standing in your way. Second piece of a great game plan, education. To be fair, and this education is now way more accessible than it's ever been in human history. You know, in the past, we were beholden to gatekeepers in one format or another. Maybe it was a fancy school or an education we couldn't afford. One gatekeeper after the next, whether it was college admission boards or loan officers or experts who hoarded their knowledge. But today, 99% of those barriers are coming down. And in most of these cases, they are already eradicated. Now, again, I have to qualify and caveat that there's real like systemic issues in place that are, that make this very difficult. But I know that if you do not try to overcome them, you will not live your dream. Onward with this idea of education. What about the transformative idea that technology can give us the answer in the form of streaming video, of learning platforms like Creative Live, of wikis, of all, there's so much information out there, nearly endless information, including free or very, very affordable education. A subscription at Creative Live is like $150 for the year for 2,000 classes, right? So whether, you know, it's looking up a class at Creative Live or a tutorial on YouTube or some maybe more in-depth class, uh, maybe it's even on a platform like, you know, Learn MIT or OpenCourseWare, any of these locations that I'm talking about. The reality is that you can learn so much without needing permission from anyone 
and get ultimately some basic equivalent of a really good education for free on the internet. That information, you know, infuse that with a little community, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit here. And you really got something. Now, another key piece of this education, all this again is under making a game plan, is considering some form of mentorship, whether that's scaled mentorship, like learning from one of the world's top experts on YouTube or Creative Live or all these other platforms, or maybe it is one-on-one -on -one or in a small setting. This mentorship has an immense amount of value. Now, I do not want you to necessarily attach yourself to just one person, but rather like a mentorship, a field of mentors is an amazing way to really get a lot of the answers that you're seeking from on very specific topics. Ultimately, what this starts to shape up to be is a community, right? It's a community of support. And this can be a game changer, you know, can provide you with other viewpoints around the challenges, around wisdom of, you know, these folks that are in your peer group who you may be able to, you know, to learn from at scale or in smaller work groups or masterminds or whatever. There's collectively years and years of experience and all hundreds and thousands of lessons that are learned the hard way. And, you know, why you may think of some of these community aspects, these mentors or peers as some kind of mythical figures, the reality is they're all around us. These are our friends. These are people we can meet on the internet with a click of a few buttons and a little effort over time. The reality is humans love to help each other. What your responsibility, what, what your responsibility is, is to seek out these people, is to seek out this community, to have the courage to build the community that you want around you. All right, that's thing two, making a game plan. Now, thing three, this is the part that I love that most of you are not going to love, and that is to take action and do the work. Now, you've heard me say this so many times before, but I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. I got to say it twice. Do the work. Start the work. Just start. Starting the work is just saying that you're going to try. And once you try and once you start, that is how you create this thing called inertia. And inertia, we know what happens when you've got movement and you're gaining skills and you're gaining enthusiasm and you're gaining community and connection. Good things happen. In a world full of inspirational quotes and memes that are telling you to hustle, to embrace the grind and blah, blah, blah. This may seem obvious or even trite, but it has to be said, your game plan is only as good as the work you're willing to put into it, as the work you're willing to implement around your game plan. Now, my own method for holding myself accountable is pretty simple, but it's also very effective. I look myself in the mirror, and by that I, I mean not just the actual mirror, but I look in my notebook, I track my goals, I track my process, my progress to hold myself accountable. Did I really do the things that I wanted to do on this particular day, in this particular week, in this month? Am I making progress? Am I taking action toward achieving my goals? We've all got to be our own toughest critic in this world. And this works really good for me because I'm, I'm quite focused when I've set my mind on something. And this is the benefit of actually pursuing something that you love. 
not something that other people love or not something that makes you money or not something that is cute or that you heard once about from a friend. This is something that you know you could spend a lot of time and energy working at. It's a dream that if you lived this dream, you would feel so good about your life. That's the level of accountability that I want you to have toward this thing. And to be fair, if you struggle with this kind of stuff, then you ought to really consider a social accountability platform or just a peer texting group where you each say what you're going to do each day or each week. And at the end of the week, you text that group and you say, I did my thing. There's all kinds of platforms out there and there are small communities that you can form on your own if joining something that is uh, online is a little bit scary. Any of these mastermind groups or accountability groups will help you. And it's important to remember along the way as you're implementing the work, you're doing the work that you laid out in the plan. Some of this stuff is not going to work, right? You're going to need to test this game plan and test the work to see what works and what doesn't to poke holes in the stuff that isn't effective and repair those holes. And today we can test these ideas, these beliefs that we have faster than ever. There's all kinds of ways. There's technology, like social platforms. There's, I listed four or five mechanisms earlier, mastermind groups, accountability. Um, you, can, you can create a, a website and launch it in a day. You can make a small film with your phone in an hour and share it. What you need in order to test your game plan is a little courage. And all this is really code for the F word, right? This is code for the word failure. And now by failure, I do not mean capital F, never rise again failure. I'm talking a bunch of lowercase lightweight Fs, lightweight failures, things that tell you that that's not going to work or that's not going to work for you or what you want to do is do it differently. Want to see if your concept for a business holds some water? You can probably have a digital business up and running in a matter of days, maybe even an afternoon. And conversely, you can probably take it down just as quickly as you put it up if it doesn't work, right? If you need to do something different, if you made a mistake or the most likely outcome is you can iterate, right? That is what I mean by lightweight testing. Again, a little brief review three things that ought to be the cornerstone of your success. One, remove self-limiting thinking. Two, make a game plan. And three, take action and do the work. Now, I got a couple of closing thoughts and I want to share these really transparently and honestly. Now, rather than thinking of the above as the perfect step-by-step -step plan, I want you to think of these things as three maybe courses at dinner that all work together and feed and reinforce one another. Now, when you feel empowered and confident, the reality is you're more motivated to put together a bulletproof game plan. And you can see where I'm going with this, right? If you have a great game plan, then you're most likely to feel confident and put in the work to make it a reality. And when you see traction from putting in the work, self-doubt goes away. You see this sort of positive feedback loop that starts this inertia, this momentum that's so key to navigating life's, you know, big breakthroughs, to navigating our turning points. Now, I've got a confession to make. If you've read my book, Creative Calling, what I'm sharing with you right now is actually the basis, the original basis, even from my notes of setting out the IDEA framework, I-D-E-A. I mean, just go back and think about this. 
If number one here in, in my message to you is get rid of self-limiting thinking, number two is make a game plan, number three is take action. Let's compare that to IDEA, the I-D-E-A, the four parts, the four steps in my book, Creative Calling. I imagine what's possible. You see the correlation between that and um, removing self-limiting beliefs? I think you might. D is for design in my idea framework. And here, making a game plan, right? You see the connection there. E is for execute, right? You're executing your vision. You are taking action. And this last part, which isn't a cornerstone of my original thinking, but I have to circle back here and add it is this idea of community, of amplify, of amplifying all of the things that I said through a network of people. This, it really reminds me of this Jim Rohn saying that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? That is another amazing reason why it's so important to surround yourself with the right people. I can't, I can't overstate this. You got a bunch of friends who are downers and don't believe that the thing that you want for yourself in this life is possible. You need some new friends. And I don't mean that uh, in any sort of tongue in cheek way. I mean that literally. And I know it's going to be hard, but this is of critical importance. Take stock of the people around you. Re-engage with those who are energizing and helping you and edit out those people who are not. And you'll be that much closer to living the life of which you dream. Please remember these cornerstones. And if this audio format is not the best way for you to learn, get a copy of Creative Calling. The written word, the idea framework, I-D-E-A, imagine, design, execute, amplify. Remember that has its basis in dreaming, in making a plan, and then achieving that plan through action. Remember these things and you'll be that much closer to living the life of which you dream. Hey, that was an awesome episode. But before you bounce, just I got three quick thoughts. First, thank you for being in this community. It gives me so much juice. I can't even tell you, so much juice that when I hit publish and this show goes out into the ether, that there's an amazing community of like-minded people just like you consuming and sharing the show. So thank you. Second, it would be huge. It would mean the world to me if you left a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Now, we're regularly featured at the top slot there on Apple's podcast page and others in Spotify, etc. And that's because of your reviews. So if you've ever wanted to uh, lend a hand or you got some value from me in the past and you want to pay it forward, that would be amazing. And then lastly, it would also mean the world to me if you shared the content that you get here whether it's a screenshot or a photo of where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories um, or any other social feeds tagging me and the guests. Now, I repost this content and your comments all the time, so I would love to share your shoutouts in my feed too. Um, not only do these shoutouts, uh, are, are they good for you and me, but they also help us book amazing guests because they see the reach that you cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So again, I want to say thanks. I'm just at Chase Jarvis. You can use at Creative Live as well. And the guests are easy to track down because they are, well, they're usually quite well-known people. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to being in your ears again, hopefully tomorrow.